Hi, I'd like to begin the episode by thanking some people like Ryan Esky Ramoser, Charles Smith, Mitchell Biggs, Luke Smith, and Micah Martin. All of these are people who have gone to patreon.com slash duckvtv and uh, kicked in some money to help out the network, supported this show and many others like it. You can be like them by also going to patreon.com slash duckvtv. Thank you. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, which is an open world game developed by Monolith and published by Warner Brothers for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC in 2014. Yeah. Uh, and this is an executive produced premium episode. Mm-hmm. Executive produced by IC Spiders. Spooky. Uh, uh, And then uh, premium, meaning that everybody gets these kind of generalities. Mm -hmm. And then uh, patrons get the uh, kind of the book club back half of the game. Yeah. Patrons get the beat by beat discussion of the story. Uh, Good news for public feed listeners, though, is that the generalities on this one are very, very spicy. We're going to be talking about the nemesis nemesis, uh, system here, Gary. Mm hmm. Yeah, we're getting, like all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Nemesis system, guys with like, you know, hey, it's Trogus Bloodfart. <laughs> he's mad at me. Yeah. And he's got a crossbow. Uh-oh. Damn it, Trogus. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, he's mad at me for burning his face. Yeah, I, I, I burned, you know, Gr- Grimskull's uh dark farts uh branding hand i thought it was i thought it was a strange decision at first for the randomizer to always put something farts in the uh, the names but it really does Uh, you know it 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 honors it honors orc culture source material yeah yeah it it honors the literature no it's it's in the middle of one of those lists in the silmarillion uh that every orc has fart in its name yeah, Tolkien was really had a sense of humor that people don't really appreciate. No, no. Like, dude loved dick jokes, and, and he was kind of like a crank yanker of his time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just in the trenches of World War One, uh, I just, you yeah. just, everybody the was just crank, crank yanking yank. the whole time. <laughs> the great one. <laughs> Do you remember how the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand yanked <laughs> all those cranks? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I I wish that I could remember uh, the name of any of the Crank Acre characters, except for the one that is a horribly ableist name. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, I was just I was leaning on Crank Acres because I feel like I've been giving the Jerky Boys a hard time for the last decade. So I needed to. <laughs> you got to update your <laughs> references. Up. You got to be. More yeah, I got to lit up on those guys. Um, oh 
weird. So this does place take place. I don't think it's canon, but it does play take place in the canon uh-huh. uh, between the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. Sauron is amassing power to corrupt Mordor, mm-hmm. and we're a guy named Talion, a guy Whitey Sword did, a ranger of Gondor who watches the Black Gates. Um, his family and and himself are killed by the Black Hand of Sauron, and he comes back. He does uh, because he was killed in this. Uh... And this little rite to summon a wraith, uh, a little, little ritual here, uh, he ended up bound to the wraith of this Elven Smith from the Second Age. Uh, and he becomes an undying agent of vengeance, uh, trying to strike back at Sauron's forces, uh, mostly just baffling orcs who think, oh, I thought I killed you once. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, what? And then it's just like, nope. Yeah. Uh, wraith with the unlikely name of Callum Brimbor. So just said, uh, oh, this is the spoilers. He was the well, guy. I, he was the guy who forged the the the, the ring of power, is, Gary. He is the ring making. Yeah, Brimbor. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I suppose it's worth getting this out on on Front Street in case it makes anybody mad. I can't take any Lord of the Rings lore seriously. It's really hard. Uh, it's hard to. I do. I liked those movies, mm-hmm. but boy, do I find I I this is real Teflon-y for me, and I I yeah. thought those books were really boring. Mm-hmm. So you'll get mad if you want to, but I I'm coming at this with that kind of apathy towards the source material. Yeah, like, those movies were fun, but yeah. this is all just kind of okay. I, I'm not coming uh, at this with uh with, with with a lot of like reverence. I've kind of got a I've, like about a the the movies um uh, and a like wiki skim depth of knowledge about about this. Yeah, you know, I read I, read the books. I also agree that they're boring and don't rem- don't remember very much about them. So it's weird. It's weird how boring they are. I I got the uh, Cimmerillion out of the library Ooh. when I was a kid. And got furious. <laughs> like, but Gary like, has material for at least, you know, 10, 50, maybe even, maybe even, uh, even 100 more Hobbit movies in there. I, I, I think it was uh, Oscar, five, five bagger, <laughs> yeah. Oscar prediction. Um, I I think it was be, there's the, my me learning that a book could be that. It just could like just a, be like, so, like know, some notes and some, some yeah. miscellaneous, uh-huh. you know. Um, and I was expecting more Hobbit. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, and, and it's also this. It's not to say that I like. I I really love this game. Actually, mm-hmm. like I love this video game. Oh, this I just rules. can't take any yeah. of the stories seriously. I just think it's fun as fuck. Yeah. Um. You know, I just I like it's it's one of the more wireframey things that, you know, for me, mm-hmm. uh, that we've done for the show. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Uh, but this is fun. Uh, I think probably, yeah. you know one of the major reasons why. Uh, even before we get to kind of the distinct uh kind of feature of this the nemesis system uh this pulls from good sources right this mm-hmm. is like a combination assassin's creed and um arkham game kind of in the things that you are doing kind of moment to moment right yeah and those are that's good group combat mm-hmm. you know like i feel like the arkham games like it's been a long time since i played an assassin's creed so I, I'll, I'll take your word that mm-hmm. it's, it's similar the arkham games though to me that solved group combat yes um, you know, I like that more than God of War style group, you know, old school God of War yeah, style yeah. Uh, group melees, um, in terms of just a bunch or like the Witcher, how the Witcher does it. Like mm-hmm. when I think of games that want to have you fight a bunch of melee enemies, Yeah, I think those games figured it out. Um, and I do not care that this copies it. Like, I don't care that it's 
not innovative in that respect because it's innovative in other respects. Yeah. No, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to take, take from the best, right. You know, yeah. and I think the Assassin's Creed comparison, you know, as somebody who is kind of neck deep in a bit of a replay of that, the Assassin's Creed comparison is less about the combat, although that, you know, kind of did do the free flow combat um you know kind of alongside has its own version of that with with arkham uh that comparison is more about uh kind of the structure of the open world um mm-hmm. and the way that you get around so kind of the, the 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 parkouring and like the kind of open open stealth that doesn't rely on you doing a lot of like metal gear like um you know hiding behind cover kind of stuff you know you never have to right right it's great like i I think this is a really fun stealth game because of that like that's a real assassin's creed kind of thing like almost like a hiding in plain sight uh kind of deal yeah we'll 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 definitely like camp out on that a little bit because i think the the non bifurcated nature of the the modal mm-hmm. uh, gameplay of this is a big leg up from batman i think it is yeah. uh, for me um the uh you mostly have kind of free reign over mordor so which you you know you run you climb and fast travel across mm-hmm. um and it's two maps uh the first one which is almost entirely <laughs> wide open fields with one stronghold mm-hmm. to kind of uh soften you up for the second map which has a lot more elevation changes mm-hmm. and a lot more like fortifications and strongholds with more personality yes yeah it starts uh, you on a real flat, boring brown plane, though. <laughs> Especially the area where it does start you. It does get a little bit. It gets interesting, kind of at the edges. You have that mm-hmm. one stronghold that's kind of in the kind of in the middle and off to the left, um, and then you've got like the internment camp. I think is what they call it over there on the uh, on the uh, east. Sorry, I had to picture mm-hmm. a clock before I said that, which is weird. <laughs> it's weird because you said left first. I did. So yeah. I don't know why right didn't come. right right um god because i i word good no no like there there is a little bit of interest but i think the the in the first one but like it does kind of come into its own in the in the in the the second map i i agree yeah it's it's a gentle ramp up nermon or whatever yeah yeah yeah, I don't know the names of anything in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I'll trust you that's the Sea of Nermon, but I just I yeah, man, is it static? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this does have that Ubisoft flair a little bit to it, or Breath of the Wild, or anything that has kind of copied that to increase your knowledge of what's happening in the different regions of the map. Uh, you have to find these towers. There are these silver forge towers that exist only in the Wraith world. You have to climb to the top of them and activate them. Uh, this will highlight a region. It will give you your um, abundant, way too dense uh, quest markers on the uh, yes. on the map, uh, and it will enable fast travel for you as well. And these will also be uh, your respawn points. Yeah, um, and this is uh, you know in terms of a all out combat stealth kind of balance, this mm-hmm. is more of a stealth game than not. And if you try um, to play it in a different way. Uh, than that, I walked into this kind of a little bit more guns a blazing, and mm-hmm. you get smacked really yeah. hard for yeah. trying to do that. <laughs> like the the power curve is gentle, but it's also you get pretty high. You yeah. know, like you, you you know, it's very empowering to get to the end of this game. Like I felt pretty unstoppably badass mm-hmm. uh near the end um but early on you're very fragile yes um so stealth ends up being incredibly important not just when you're actually assault you know assaulting one of your goals but also just moving between strongholds because it's really easy to just oh shit caragors yep <laughs> uh, there's three of them and i'm dead you yep. know or 
you know, here's some orcs, and they just start calling reinforcements. Yeah. Or um, here's a captain. You just hear that, man scum! I'm like, God, no. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, I am glad uh, get guilty as charged. Um, this is kind of balanced a little bit by the fact that you can run away. Yes. Uh, from everything. Like, nothing is... Um, I mean, you know, I want to talk about this kind of throughout, but nothing is instanced. Yes. Like this, this game exists within its open world in a way that I think is super admirable. That is so fucking impressive to me. It's neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, so contrast for people who maybe haven't played it, you know, in contrast with Batman where it's like, okay, Batman goes into a room. Uh, you, you can leave the room, but I've for heard this the joke. goal that yeah, <laughs> a Batman goes into a room, uh, he, he watches Zorro, it ends badly. Um, but the, uh, you know, the, the, you get a little, like he says to himself, these guys have machine guns better watch out. Uh-huh. And then you are in a stealth room Yeah, and this is just a little room designed for stealth. And so those encounters are really fun, mm-hmm. you know? But you're not entering that room from multiple angles. You're not having elements from the environment interrupt that room. It's not nearly mm-hmm. as kind of emergent. Um, you know, the thing this game does is it blurs all of those lines. Like, you know, there are times where, like, I was stealthing and stealthing well, mm-hmm. and another captain, like, walked up. Or the camp I was doing this to got attacked by uh, one of those giant ogre things. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just, it's great. Like, it's unpredictable uh in a way that sacrifices a little bit of intentionality of of design for uh emergent yeah uh, narrative and emergent gameplay situations because it doesn't have those modal walls up there's an awful lot more things just kind of rattling around loosely and there are things that are going to collide sometimes in a way that that fucks you over uh but absolutely i mean enough of the time it is a benefit to you like oh dang here are caragors Caragors being like the big uh, kind of four-legged Battle lizard cats. dog cat kind of things. Like, oh, here are yeah. Caragors. Well, you can you, you can use those like against captains and stuff. Like, you can have stuff mm-hmm. kill stuff for you. You know, and and it and it works. It works really really well. Uh, it took me a minute to figure out that like when you go to a mission marker, there's like a a place where you stand on the map to start it, and you think, mm-hmm. oh god, that's going to be like disappointingly modal. All that that does is just kind of move some things to a new starting position and like start an event for you to uh, for you to interrupt. That, that's but nothing stopping it. you from just leaving the event, right? Um, you know, nothing stopping you usually from bringing. Uh, you know, you can go like some events have markers if they're like these memory things. We'll talk about those. Yeah. But yeah. if you start an event, you can go. You know, hey, I saw some caragors on the way here. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go grab one and ride it into this. Yeah. You know. Um, that's a, that kind of thing is very admirable to me as somebody who has been more annoyed by the modality of games. Like, you know, we just recently did the last of us, uh, which is a game I like, but it is just like, here, here's waist high wall zone. It's yeah. time for this. Mm-hmm. Here's clickers. It's time for this. Like yeah. this game doesn't really do that. Um, in terms of like how you're actually engaging with the combat, uh, you have Talion and you have your Wraith, your little, uh, gaunt elf buddy, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and they team up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the Wraith handles your detective vision, kind of your limited casting that you can do, uh, and he does all of your archery. Uh, boy, the archery is fun in this game, Gary. Archery's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get elf shot, which gets refilled from elf bullets uh, that you find <laughs> in the elf walls. Or that you pull uh, out of orc's heads. <laughs> or you pull out of uh, uh, elf orc heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, this is always, uh, in, in bullet time. 
Mm-hmm. You know, an elf or time, like it slows down. It's not always. Uh, there's a oh, limited yeah, yeah. amount of focus that you have at the start. So the first several yes. kills that you get will be will be slowed down, but eventually it starts moving at uh, at, at full speed, uh, which it, I think is a really good compromise. It's it's really cool. It's very difficult to uh, use it at full speed. Mm-hmm. I guess is why I was thinking that it's always in slowdown because I typically stop shooting arrows. But it, feel, uh, it feels really good focus. to, like, in a panic, like, I need to pin that guy and I don't have any focus left. It feels really good to nail it against all odds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nobody runs away from me. Right. We'll talk about that when we talk about the nemesis system, but <laughs> nobody's going to fucking get away. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, and the arrows are useful for a lot of different things. Eventually, this becomes a teleport. Yep. Um, this becomes a way to distract enemies. Like, they, right out of the gate, it will uh, make a sound. So it's kind of like casting a stone. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is already like you know a really good gaming bow. Yes, right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Talion, guy right is sword good. <laughs> does your melee fighting and you're running around. Yeah, you're running. Um, you're, you're 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 scrambling. Uh, you're clambering. All of that. Yeah. In order to give a kind of a, a concession to the fun mobility of your Spider Mans and your Batmans, um, this gives you a weird little <clears throat> elf burst. Sometimes if you hit if the you ground, you can tap a button to do elf sprint. If you buy that skill, um, I, I never bought yeah, that you, skill. So. You never bought the elf sprint? No. Uh, I, I was, whenever I play one of these, I do the mobility stuff first. Uh huh. Cause I'm like, I'm going to be getting around. Like I know I'm going to want this. It, like, uh, it, it's not as fun to move around as any other game. It gave it gave me the ability to make bonfires explode, dude. <laughs> no, no. I took, I took that too. Like I, you know, took you a, I got a lot talent? of this stuff. Yeah, I did. I yeah, I didn't oh, just choose I could the go one. back to the man. I could go back to that menu again. Yeah, it's not a single use menu. Okay, it's not a menu that races off your disc. <laughs> Aludum dere crime. That was like a delicate um, divix. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's you, you have a kind of a shitty traversal. You, generally, you're fast traveling and then just kind of running around. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned, uh, you know the way that uh, the combat works is very similar to your Batman's or your Spider Man's. Yes. Yeah, it, it does the, uh, the 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 free flow combat. If you're unfamiliar, you have kind of like one main attack button to do uh, combos. It animates very flu- fluidly as you attack a bunch of different people. Uh, you have a combo multiplier uh, that uh, that goes up as you uh, as you avoid uh, attacks and things like that. Uh, you are given a prompt to counter or dodge uh, when some uh, uh, enemies try to attack you. And mm-hmm. there are kind of certain little special attacks that you sometimes need to do, like leaping over an enemy to uh, get behind their shields and whatnot. Yeah, or not leaping over them. Right. You know, enemies, they'll be immune to that. They'll have certain qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, when your combo count hits a certain number, starts as eight, you can upgrade it to five. Uh, you can up- do these special attacks, which are like AOE stuns, special executions, um, you know, brainwashing. Mm-hmm. Works in the middle of the combat. All kinds of cool shit. Uh, at this point and having that number be really low is great mm-hmm. uh you know getting that down to five like you can get five pretty easy like get it down um, to five so, but then also do the uh the critical attack where you where you get the, uh, the timing bonus on yep. uh subsequent attacks it's like oh yeah i'm getting i'm getting three combo points per successful hit on this fuck yes or the thing that lets you moves for each charge that lets you, know? it, oh, uh, lets you do two moves for each charge you said yeah, there's like there's a late skill tree thing that would allow yes. you to do two executions or two special things yeah. um, for each charge. So it's like giving you the toys. Mm-hmm. Like you can play with them. And there's something different about how this works than Batman because when I play Batman, I just tend not to use those mm-hmm. very often. Um, 
enemies have morale in this. So if you uh, are winning or if you're very brutal, uh, you have uh, multiple stab attacks every once in a while. Mm -hmm. um, enemies will try to flee from you. <clears throat> Uh, which you can, you know, if it's a captain, you can allow it. If you fucking suck, mm -hmm. uh, if you let captains get away from you, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you're a cop. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, but, uh, this is just for regular enemies. They can flee. So it's, it's kind of a nice thing. Like if you just run into some jabronis, um, you can just, you know, take out one of them and the rest of them will run away and stop being in your way. There's even like a special attack you can do from stealth. Like you can do a brutalized yes. attack out of, uh, um, like out of some bushes or whatever. And instead of being, you know, silent, it's as loud as possible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and that will cause people to, uh, to run away. Um, and it builds up your combo meter. It does. Much faster. Yeah. yeah. So you can go and do that attack that blows up people's heads that causes more orcs to run away. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking orcs. Yeah. Uh, you can upgrade Talion, uh, and I guess Celebrimborn a number of different ways, uh, as you gain experience and as you accumulate power, like power, uh, kind of raises the ceiling on your, uh, on your skill tree thing uh mm -hmm. that's how you unlock uh more skills but experience is what you use to buy them uh you can unlock these skills on the tech tree to get new abilities uh you know to, uh, or to kind of like cater yourself to your uh to your preferred uh fighting style uh these are really flashy and cool like i mentioned the uh the bonfire exploding one mm -hmm. uh never stopped being useful because you can just kill every orc around of one of those things yeah, yeah. <laughs> um there i mean there are boring ones like yeah. there are uh, boring ones most of the boring upgrade video game stuff they put into runes though yeah, yeah um there are also special missions that give you a currency that upgrades your weapons specifically uh these mission missions are like the history of this thing like they're legends yeah uh, quote unquote these tend to be the most instanced things mm -hmm. these all have time limits and kind of bounding boxes yeah um and these are a real mixed bag for me mm -hmm. um i did enough because i wanted the upgrade not because that many of them were super fun. Some yeah. Yeah. I just kind of, I mainline, I mained the, uh, um, uh, rune slots mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because the kind of the equipment in this game that you get <clears throat> are rune slots, uh, or runes rather. When you kill a captain, um, you get a rune. Um, if you kill them according to their weakness, you have a chance of getting a better one, mm -hmm. an epic or rare rune. And you just kind of pop these on. They are specific to your weapons. So yeah. like there are bow runes, uh, sword runes, and dagger runes. Mm -hmm. And this is where, uh, you know, some of these are really great. Some of them are pretty boring. This is where the, you know, plus 13% frost damage to fleeing orcs, you know, <laughs> right. shows up. But some of these are like legitimately really good. Yeah. Um, Immunity the, to poison. Like I, I put that on and never took it off basically. Yeah. I don't want to fuck around with that mechanic. No. Um, There's one I got that refilled your focus when you, or refilled your focus 50% when you pinned mm -hmm. uh, a uh, orc, which meant that I never had to leave focus. Right. <laughs> um, like you know, that, that's what you're using your focus on is to pin yeah, orcs. Like, you know, headshot, headshot, pin, headshot, headshot, pin, headshot, mm -hmm. you know, um, and could just use all of my uh, elf arrows yes. and stuff. Um, I was disappointed a little bit in how many of these that were like super special and unique. You know, yeah. there are a lot of gradations. Mm -hmm. there, you know, you'll get something that does does something 38% of the time, and then the upgrade is it does it 42% of the time. Yes. You know, that, that's a mild bummer, but uh, not that big a deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I like this because while your uh, upgrades that you buy uh, and your uh, skills are pretty permanent, you know, you can change these mm -hmm. around. 
uh, as you're kind of doing your research on the Uruk captains, uh, you can shuffle this to give yourself kind of more of more of an advantage. Uh, now is the point where I think that we should mention, uh, at least I, I won't speak for you, Gary, I'm going to say Uruk and Orc interchangeably, um, and that's just going to have to be okay. I tried looking up what the difference is, and even within like the primary sources, it contradicts itself, because different cultures refer yeah. to Orcs and Uruks uh, interchangeably as different things for different reasons. So... <clears throat> I'm going to say goblin every once in a while. Okay. <laughs> just to, just to fuck it out. Man. I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I could not care less, yeah. <laughs> uh, like what these things are called. I is, uh, it is very difficult oh, uh, for man. me to get too invested in the difference between an orc and an uruk mm-hmm. and an urukai. And then the sequel brings up the bigger uruks. Yes. Uh, apparently. And I'm just like, man, mm-hmm. come on. Uh, so yeah, do not care. Um, the core innovation of this, the patented feature of this is the nemesis system. Um, so we're going to camp out on that for a little bit. That's the unique selling point mm-hmm. of this game, other than finding out what uh, Callum Brimbor's voice sounds like. <laughs> um, so this game has its story. Uh, these story missions for you to complete. These are kind of tutorials, basically, especially early on, yeah. that are just kind of teaching you about these emergent systems. So like you'll get one, you know, you can <clears throat> unlock the ability to poison the grog of the orcs, you know, get a mission that walks you through that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how it starts off to kind of teach you about the emergent systems, uh, within these, you know, you have these orcs and these captains, uh, there's this hierarchy. So yeah. it's like soldier, captain, war chief, and you have to engage with the politics, the, uh, the, the orc politics of this, mm-hmm. like their, uh, hierarchy, the, 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 the struggle for power. I love the interface for this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the amount of time that you spend at that screen, you know, looking at the four rows of the orcs, you know, some of them like in shadow. I feel like that is uh, ex- like just an extremely elegant way to show that information because um, mm-hmm. it is like a, <laughs> it ends up being a little bit like a like a display case of uh, action figures or what have you. It does you. feel like that. Yeah. Uh, but like it, you know, as you mounts over them, it will show like the relationships, like, okay, who is, whose bodyguard, who's in a rivalry with whom. And that is not just like flavor information, uh, those relationships that's useful. Like that will determine yeah. how you act, especially as you start trying to work your way up the food chain. If you're actually hunting them, which is, you know, the, the last fourth of the game or last third of the game, which is <laughs> probably the coolest part. Yes. I'm I'm just really happy that a game finally systematized the way that every mailman would like to kill and become the postmaster general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, um, do you think we could remake Shadow of War, but with mailmen? I think so. Yeah. I, I like that seems like it's super doable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The uh, so captains are tougher than orcs. Um, they have uh, more health and they have a list of strengths and weaknesses and there are tons of these. Mm-hmm. Um, they generally will kind of make sense within themselves and, you know, example, like, you know, somebody won't have like beast tamer, which means mm-hmm. that they're good at, uh, riding an animal and being scared of animals. Mm-hmm. They'll be internally consistent. Yes. Um, these are like immunities. Uh, these are fears. Um, these mm-hmm. are like additional health, uh, takes two kind of finishing moves to kill. Mm-hmm. These are very, uh, quite varied. Yes. Uh, there are a number of these and they're going to inform your strategy. So like if some of them are afraid of the bees, guess what? I'm going to wait and I'm going to try and lure them under some bees, uh, mm-hmm. as I, you know, for, for, I drop the, uh, for, for, I drop the hive on them and stuff like that. 
uh it's it it's really useful like this is good information to act on because it does make a big difference um yeah. you know, and when you try and uh wing it when you try and say like uh here's the captain out in the wild i don't know uh, i don't know what they're going to do uh just gonna roll the dice and see if i can stealth kill when you are denied there is nothing more humiliating <laughs> yeah it's it's really fun yeah. to have that stuff like it's it's worth a shot because a lot of times you can you you can luck out mm-hmm. but when it doesn't happen and you die it you know powers the system yeah it, uh, the, the system counts on you making some <laughs> blind stabs mm-hmm. and getting them wrong in order to die to kind of power the system further yeah i mean the way that the system is powered by your deaths is fucking ingenious to me this is yeah super good like there's a quick shout out uh mark brown the game makers toolkit guy mm-hmm. uh did a video about this really recently it mm-hmm. was nice timing um just about how like the kind of nuts and bolts under the hood mm-hmm. of how it works like the you know there are random chances for x and y and it really made me want to play shadow of war because it has I, a much more complicated i want to play this. it so badly too i've got it on ps plus <laughs> we, we got a, a big open world game coming up i know <laughs> I, I can't I can't blow my like my open world wad is already in a refractory period. I can't I can't uh, I'm yeah. not talking about the Doom file that I uploaded. Um but the uh so they get more powerful. Um yeah. they uh either through killing you, mm-hmm. you know, which they get more strengths and they uh gain a rank, um, you'll maybe gain bodyguards, um, or if they fight each other, mm-hmm. um there will be power struggles where they all fight each other uh, and the winner, you know, the loser dies, the winner gets better. Yes. Um, and they can eventually get all the way to the top where they can have a fortress and it can become a legit mission to take them out. Mm-hmm. You can't just go fight them. You have to lure them out. Yes. Uh, it'll procedurally generate like a requirement. Like this guy will only come out if you grab his confidant and like hold on to him for two minutes, you know, like in a human yeah. shield, right? Like he'll come out to get yeah. his dude. You know, um, stuff that gets at like as specific as that, um, yeah. man, uh, something that it, that did end up happening to me uh, because the orcs get powerful when you die. But a third of the way through the game before I got my sea legs under me, I had a lot of really powerful captains that I had no way to deal with. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. There is a poor get poorer yeah. element to this kind of initially, but it's an illusion because as you get poorer, there are always going to be more jabronis as well. Yes. Like the ladder replaces itself, mm-hmm. you know, so you can, you can always just camp out on some, some little guys. And then the, the later part of the game, you can start using the guys against each other more, which is yeah. endlessly delightful. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so to get these weaknesses, to learn them, you do have to um, uh, interrogate, like, you know, you uh, know nothing about them. You don't know who they are, where they operate, what their weaknesses are. Uh, you can interrogate, like grab and use Celebrimbor's like focus powers to dominate one of them to get a captain's name. Uh, but there are special informants around the map who will give you more information, um, uh, who will tell you the weaknesses. Uh, and they're also you, pickups. Yes. They're like item pickups and like tents and stuff that will do this. Mm-hmm. And really cleverly and unrealistically, you get to choose. Yep. <laughs> you know, so you can find a file in a tent and you just get to choose who it's like playing Dungeon World. Like mm-hmm. you get to choose who that file is for. Yes. You know, uh, which is not realistic, but is a concession to fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the captains are the big deal. The orcs you can you can take down in large numbers pretty easily, even mm-hmm. the more advanced ones. Um, 
this is another thing that I think has an innovation over Batman mm-hmm. um, and that there's no equivalent to this Yeah. Uh, in Batman. Like there's a class of enemies in Batman that you can't jump over. And there's a class of enemies in Batman that you have to use your cape on before you, you know, hit them. But there aren't guys that combine multiple strengths and weaknesses like that, that act as a kind of boss. Yeah. You know, um, and the actual boss fights in this game are dog shit. They're so bad uh, to, to, to make like, up for it. <laughs> oh, it, like it, it is such a contrast. Like, hey, here's our, like n- nothing that we design could be as cool as the sandbox that we have given you. Yeah. We have made you a really fun sandbox. Anytime you're out of it, it's not nearly as good. <laughs> right. Um, the uh, So these guys are your main threat. They are by no means do they play fair. Like they can wander in on each other. You can be fighting one. I mm-hmm. was fighting four of them at once because <laughs> yep. they all just kept showing up. And it's like, fuck, I'm, I'm out of here. You know, like, like, this is, is too much. Depending on where you fight, if you're not careful, a lot of your battles can turn into the battle in the park from Anchorman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a new, you just turn over and everyone wants a piece of this man swine. Yeah. Um. The captains have uh, kind of personalities here, which is, again, something that my understanding is they ramp up in Shadow of War. Mm-hmm. Um, they taunt you. They, they try to, to make fun of you and everything like that. Um, and if you die, they give you an insult on your little, like, start over screen. Yeah. Uh, you know, because they're trying to make you uh, get vengeance feels. Mm-hmm. Well, and it pays you know? off amazingly at the end. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I found, you know, like the, you know, the names that I would give about who I, who I fought in the, or who, who my Pokemon fight, uh, fought in the fight in the final battle will not mean mm-hmm. anything to you. But like this guy was just yeah. a pain in my ass all the way up and down the first half of the game. Yeah. Rash, rash blood drinker uh, <laughs> pissed me off. And then it was fun to have him. Oh, oh yeah. Rash. What he's up to. And then just like fucking stomping him with my army was very fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love any of the, like, you know, it's not just man's wine, but like if one of them locks blades with you, like he will say something that is, uh, that is kind of catered to, you know, mm-hmm. the last time it's like, Oh, you know, like, yeah, I ran away that time, but I got stronger, you know, like, you know, remarking like, Oh, so you, 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 dying to me once wasn't enough. Uh, it is all, you know, like I never saw a lot of stuff repeat, uh, and the fact that all of these are big dudes with gruff voices gave everything kind of a real big pro wrestling feel to sure. me, you know, just yeah. like a lot of, you know, just, just, uh, you know, pointing and screaming directly into the camera about the, what, what kind of, uh, throws you're going to do on somebody. Uh, it mm-hmm. was good. I like, I, I like this, you know, aesthetically quite a bit. Yeah. It's a, it's a good use of, you know, yelling idiots, <laughs> yeah. strong men. <laughs> Um, when you die or if you pass the time on purpose, the orcs will, uh, kind of advance. It's like the computer takes a turn. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they will fill power vacuums. You know, I definitely had a couple places where like my orc screen was 75% empty, uh-huh. you know? And I was just like, I'm going to rest because this is boring. Mm-hmm. Like I need, I need new orcs to come in here and, and fill up these ranks. Yeah. I, need, I need, you know, uh, jabronis mm-hmm. to show up. Um, sometimes they'll straight up kill each other. So like enemy, you know, Guys that are annoying to you can be killed by the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trade-off is doing this makes them much more powerful. Um, the power rank- rankings go up through 20 uh, in the main game here. And there is a really big difference between, say, like a level 12 orc and a level 17 orc. Yes. Um, you know, levels are meaningful in this mm-hmm. for the bad guy. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's worth saying that, you know, it, it's not just that the game will like randomly choose, you know, like, OK, like here's a new orc who spawns in any rank and file orc who kills you will get the promotion. So, like, yes. you can, you know, probably, you know, watch somebody, you know, go from like a, you know, little bonfire tender up to being a war chief. Well, and uh, orcs, uh, I learned this from that uh, Mark Brown video, orcs have a value, which is how many times they've seen you. Ooh. So they're more likely to uh, participate in those emergent events. Oh, nice. If you've interfaced with them a lot. Gotcha. You know, so if, if you fight an orc many times and keep running away, that orc is more likely to be promoted, mm-hmm. more likely to show up in uh, the power struggle uh, map locations. The, the, the riots and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, 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 test we, of strength. Yeah. We should talk about those uh, because it'll look like this game has a shitload of missions. Um, and it does. But a lot of these are radiant. Uh, they're procedurally generated uh, to give you opportunities to go in and kill and harass, you know, the leadership uh, of, of of Sauron's army. Uh, this definitely falls prey, I think, to the open world map problem a little bit. It's hard to sure. tell what is uh, sure. what what is useful. It takes it took me a while to learn how to read it and learn what was important. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it's down to like I'm gonna you know call out a real specific feature. It's down to the collectibles. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me because every region has like four or five of these two different types of collectibles yeah they give you a pittance of experience um and a little bit of story and a dumb little task where you have to rotate an object <sighs> um these uh crowd your map like crazy mm-hmm. if you get rid of these uh you know like there's not a way to just turn them off your map as far as i know i, I, but if you I, I was dying these, for a filter yeah. Yes. If you ignore these, the map makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be like, okay, here's a rebellion mission. Here's a power struggle. Here's, you know, a, a story mission. Mm-hmm. Like it will just make it will, it will look a lot better without those things. Those things fucking suck. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not in interesting places. Yep. You know, sometimes they're in a fortress, but sometimes they're just like on the on a mountain. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, it's so such busy work. Mm-hmm. It's like the Ubisoft busy work. Yeah. Thing of collecting those those shits mm-hmm. um, they make the maps look a lot worse than they are yes yeah uh but you know a lot of what you're going to see you know the story missions are few and far between uh the kind of handcrafted things are few and far between a lot of what you're going to get are these uh are these procedurally generated kind of opportunities uh that come up uh and you mm-hmm. like you don't even like need to kill the captains when you go into these in order to make a dent like you can go into them and like sabotage their hunt in order to stop that particular orc from getting more powerful one time passes yeah they don't save fate or you like make them uh lose face you, yeah you 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 humiliate them <laughs> you're just going around sabotaging yeah. them yeah yeah uh, my understanding in Shadow of War you can literally shame it's a thing that Calumbrumbor will do that makes a, a orc go down a rank Hmm. Um, so these are, you know, as you mentioned, kind of varied things. These are cool when they interface with the, uh, the, the world, the kind mm-hmm. of static parts of the world. So like the beast hunts are cool. Um, or when the orcs are planning ambushes on each other, you know, a really fun emergent situation will happen where there's an orc <laughs> that I want to take down and I'll see another orc is going to ambush them and I'll go team up with that orc. Mm-hmm. Not literally like they both fight me, but you can team up kind of from the shadows. Yeah. Uh, that is, uh, never stopping fun for me. Yeah. Um, eventually you have to, uh, kill the, the highest ranking, uh, captains, the war chiefs. Um, and they're not wandering on the map. As we mentioned, they have special missions that will kind of draw them out. Um, in the first map in the, uh, and they all have bodyguards. 
Yeah. Um, so you usually want to take care of their bodyguards first because otherwise you'll get a bunch of captains. Mm-hmm. But halfway through, when you gain the ability to brand orcs, allowing you to mind control them, you I can start infiltrating. So, I love this it's so, so fucking much. Fun. I love this. It's, yeah, it's really fun. Like, here's my little dude. I need to protect my little baby bird uh-huh. uh, through all of these power struggles to get him strong enough to become the... Uh, the you know bodyguard mm-hmm. of this guy i'm trying to take out so we can stab him in the back and give me an advantage during the fight yeah you know it's really really fun yeah uh, like <laughs> man yeah or i'm going to brand every single one of this guy's bodyguards uh and then mm-hmm. we're gonna go in i'm gonna challenge them and oh what's that i didn't have to lift a finger because all my dudes just at two brute you cool dude everybody <laughs> clubs this cranium that was good i like i like um it's really fun to have uh this this army like it's Mm -hmm. really fun to have just dudes wandering around like there's not uh you know in the in the first game you know i I keep i just watched that video yeah and it had way more about shadow of war but part of this is being filtered through wanting to play shadow of war Mm -hmm. um where your guys will will betray you Mm. that's so fucking cool that's like, so good like so do you have to do missions like, to keep them like to keep them cowed or it it's more like it happens in emergent ways like if you are you know stomping the game mm-hmm. then the game will like sow some dissension in your ranks gotcha so you have to deal with that yeah yeah, yeah that is so fucking smart <laughs> yeah Something you said on uh, either on Twitter or on Slack that I think is really true is that this kind of solves the um, brutal legend problem. Yes, like it's not a strategy game, but you know me being a unit with an army around me issuing commands mm-hmm. works really well in this. Yeah, I mean, you know, just even with like the rank and file orcs, so you know, it changes up the um, it changes up the order of operations just a little bit. You're still stealthing, but like. I will go and stealth my way to all of the archers, you know, up on the towers. Mm-hmm. But instead of killing them, I will brand them. Uh, and then I will go and brand a few at the edges. Like with just the rank and file, you can issue a command. Uh, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like if you get a captain out in the middle and you in the middle of the fort, you can say and fire and all of your archers yeah. will, you know, start raining down. Um, and all of your, uh, you know, melee people will start engaging, uh, which will let you focus on the captain itself. You know, the brutal legend problem. I mean, just the fact that you are commanding an army from within it. This is the most satisfying that I have seen that happen um, in, in yeah. games here. Yeah. And and one of the reasons why I think is because your units are totally disposable. Yes. Like in brutal legend, the reason why or sacrifice or what have you, the reason why yeah. those games are frustrating is uh you are kind of it's almost like an escort mission where you're escorting an entire army <laughs> you know is what it feels like yeah. and this one i don't give a shit really mm-hmm. if any of these people even my my captains mm-hmm. that i've trained up if they die it can be a mild bummer but again the the wheel keeps turning like the ladder replaces itself yeah so i can always go find find some other ones mm-hmm. um it allows you to to kind of create chaos tactically <laughs> which is something that i love in video games um it's a big thing for you know metal gear 5 yeah, which we'll have to do at some point. Um, but that is another game where like it doesn't have this mind control element, but you create chaos tactically. Mm-hmm. Like that is, you know, one of this game and that game are games where I can create a diversion in one part of a fort mm-hmm. in order to infiltrate another part of the fort. Yeah. And have it work. Um, yeah. I find that incredibly cool. Mm-hmm. And it's just all stealth. It, it is. It is just all done with the pieces that are the, the that are laid out for you to play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> uh, but it's great. Uh, you know, I, I love uh, kind of just being the guardian angel watching over my guy as he does his recruit recruitments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like um, carefully placed arrows, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or just like laying out your entire quiver to uneven the odds. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you can fight my guy, but you're going to fight him alone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill all of your backup. Yes. It's great. So I just, I, yeah. I, I can't say enough good things about the system, you know, back, you know, I didn't play this back in the day. This is my first time playing this. It sounded neat, but most of what people talked about was like, oh yeah, if you burn this guy, he'll come back with a scar. It was very, yeah. you know, superficial kind of stuff, which I can, I can see that coming through in a demo. Uh, the, yeah, the management stuff is the the thing that's hard to kind of sell. Yes. In a, a single line. Like the fact that you're, <laughs> you're managing the politics of your enemy. Yeah. But like you that know, it, ended up becoming the game for me and I had yeah. to stop myself in the way that I do with any management sim. It's like, all right, this isn't a safe, this is not a safe place for enemy anymore. I need yeah. to walk away <laughs> from this. <laughs> It's a, it ends up being like the, the two, you know, I, I talked about this reminding me a little bit of MGS five in rhythm. Like the thing that we've done most recently that reminded me of in terms of uh, satisfactory flow was dragon age two. Yeah. Early enough. Like once I realized which map markers to ignore and which ones to go through, it had a very similar flow to that. The other thing that's really neat about this is it's an open world game where like, you know, it's, it's a combat game and it's a stealth game. But it's more specifically, I would call it a guerrilla combat game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's somewhere in between, mm-hmm. you know, and even down to this kind of sending in spies, sending in double agents and everything. It's a game that emulates specifically like guerrilla combat, like yeah. subterfuge focused combat that's sometimes up in the open and sometimes not. It's a good way uh, to put and it. I haven't seen a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, a lot of the stuff about the fluff of this. You know, we talked about the wireframe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked about the dog, uh, the actual boss fights being dog shit. I was just said the actual dog fights being boss shit. Very different. Take that, Daryl. Like very different. But a lot of the stuff about how this uh, portrays itself and presents itself is generic at best. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is a hard game to sell to people. I think mm-hmm. because if you don't think, you know, guy whitey sword good in a brown world with a brown sword fighting brown <laughs> enemies is cool looking, uh, this will be hard to, to be any kind of attractant for you. Yes. Uh, you know, I think that this is one of those areas where it is trying to skate by on the license a little bit, you know, yeah. like the, 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 the um, attraction is that you are in this world that you may be familiar with from any number from, from any part of this transmedia franchise, uh, at the, at this point. Um, and even if you are like an, especially, uh, you know, big fan, this is a time period that is not really explored, uh, in the stories Mm -hmm. really. So that would be the, the, the thing that might bring you into it aesthetically though, if you are looking at it, not a wireframe or if you're coming at it as kind of like met on the actual license, uh, the aesthetic is pretty, you know, black, uh, visually, uh, you know, and that also has, you know, a lot to do with the fact that this was a relatively early PS4 game as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of, yeah. kind of barren, um, you know, just kinda looks, looks really 2014 y. you know? Yeah. The, the, your guy, uh, in addition to just having a very generic grizzled dude look, mm-hmm. uh, has, there are like technical problems with this. Like your eyes look really weirdly blank. Mm-hmm. and and non-emotive yes um i have a real i have a lot of problems with talion 
I think I think this is one of you know one of the the, the real bad video games uh, main characters. Like I don't blame anybody who just doesn't want to inhabit this dude mm-hmm. for twenty hours. Yes. Um, music is generally good, and the voice performances are fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the actual dialogue and what's happening is all like really self serious and dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it's it's. And again, some of that is kind of Lord of the Rings and you can you know get mad if you want about that. But some of it just feels like that's Lord of the Rings. But because a lot of this is orcs talking to each other, mm-hmm. um, it's a little like locker roomy. Uh, a lot of meets back on the menu, boys. You know, yeah. it just it feels very, in, very informed by that. On one level, it's cool to get to see, you know, uh, the way that orcs interact with each other. You know, how this sure. is kind of put together because really they just kind of exist in the in the movies to be to be killed at scale you know yeah <laughs> right? well, and that really like one of the only things i remember for those movies is the birthing tower uh yeah like there's yeah. that that euro that euro meat tower for uh, <laughs> Rurikai, where they're all busting out of gremlin backs like it's uh-huh. all fucking slime time 24 hours like i remember that but this implies that they get to hang out yeah and they have parties and stuff they do <laughs> they sing songs yeah. you know yeah so uh so you know like yeah like the writing goes back and forth between lots of orcs and you know just everything kind of just being but then also you've got you know attempts at kind of like dry wit you know italian being just kind of over it as he's dealing with you know dude hates Gollum. oh he fucking hates Gollum. hates rat bag you know yeah yeah rat bag is kind of fun oh rat bag's great Uh, and then (laughs) And then Callum Brimbor is is incredibly serious and elven uh, during this. I do like um, Callum Brimbor the fact that he is like very clearly not a good guy. Yeah, he's he's using you. Yeah, um, it it's played as a a reveal in a way that bummed me out because I couldn't give less of a shit about yeah. it when it happened. It's also, I mean, it's also a re- like, it's a horrible reveal because nothing about him said that he, he was doing anything for anybody's sake, but his own. No. <laughs> like, he just like tells you what to do. It's, it's like if your boss lived as a ghost inside you, ugh. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he, yeah. So he, he basically just gives you missions mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, he, uh, he's very vengeance obsessed and you are also vengeance obsessed, but you also care about the men. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, of Gondor. Yep. Um, Gondor, more door. Mm-hmm. Um, so this game, uh, began development in 2011 as Monolith was concurrently working on the MOBA guardians of middle earth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, had no idea what that was. I thought that was the, uh. Uh, real-time strategy game no that came out uh six years before this one did so a lot a lot of uh uh, uh, (laughs) there are a lot of lord of the rings games that uh that have come out and this is the only notable one i think uh do not email me if you play middle earth online or whatever uh this was a new genre for monolith um it's a little bit remarkable you know the studio that is known mostly for first person shooters you know blood no one lives forever fear yeah Mm -hmm. uh having them do a a, you know an open world uh, kind of stealth game like this that's you know a stated reason why they decided to lean on the ground that was already covered by arkham and by assassin's creed yeah Yep. Uh, and I, you know, again, no problem with that. Yeah. Um, the nemesis system 
you know, that they they made this rose from their focus on enemy AI and wanting to make the the sandbox uh, more system based. Um, it was specifically inspired by the burnout games. Mm-hmm. Um, they said where like, you know, you can get ran off the road and then you respawn immediately mm-hmm. um, and you can go catch up to the person who ran you off the road or the uh, the kill cam in Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah. Um, where you see the person who killed you and then you get to respawn and try to take vengeance. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was even a thing in burnout. Like you, you like you would have, you know, vengeance crashes and stuff like you would get yeah, extra yeah. points if you if you took somebody down uh, who had taken you down. Uh, we need to do a burnout game at some point. Yeah, well, I mean, so it's good. been a long time since you've done a racing game at, of any stripe. Yeah, you know, I think that would be fun. We mm-hmm. barely done. We barely touched the genre. I know. And cars are like one fifth of games. <laughs> so many like, car games. Yeah. And, and that burnout paradise remaster is fucking right there, dude. I got it. I own it. <laughs> yeah, I do I too. Yeah. Watch Jeremy Gurr play it for about ten yeah. minutes once. Played like five hours of it a couple months ago. <laughs> Like it's good. Yeah. No, we, we should we should definitely do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh but that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, and they also talked about like, yeah. you know, sports games and stuff, the way that, you know, if you lose to a team that doesn't end your 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 season, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and it's like, yeah, I know you come back and you know, you got more skin in the game next time, you know, because because uh, you have a rivalry um, uh, and, and stuff there. I think that that is, uh, you know, a great way. Like, th- that's a great way to design it. And I think even, you know, Monolith, when they talk about enemy AI, this feels very important because it is not just like individual, you know, mob AI, you know, mm-hmm. like like what like what somebody does. You know, when they hear uh, footsteps around the corner, you know, do they say, is it just a rat or whatever? This is like society AI that you have going on here. Um, It's huge. And it's great. A very simple, stupid society, but still society level. Yes. Yeah. Uh, er, Uh, Early versions of the system uh, were more complex. You know, they had more interactions, more dynamics between the orcs themselves uh that ended up being too complicated and too extraneous they decided to pair it back and focus more on their relationship with you and like their specifically their relationships with orcs who were higher ranked than them yeah apparently this is something that comes back in the sequel a little bit which again excited to do you're you're making me excited to play the sequel (laughs) hey we gotta get that open world we gotta get out of our way first um They kind of did a a tightwire act with this. Um, You know, they didn't want to scare away people who didn't know about Tolkien's world, but they also didn't want to get yelled at by... You know, they (laughs) wanted to get yelled at by who? I'm sorry, can it cut out? Tolkien nerds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, not token nerds. Yeah. That's different. That'd be weird. Um, Like Hobbit heads. They they didn't want to get Greg on them. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want to get gregged. Um, the uh, so there's a lot of lore in the game uh, pulled from the Silmarillion. We keep talking about the Silmarillion like everyone knows what it is. Uh, it's the book that compiles all of J.R.R. Tolkien's uh, unused like notes and story bits and kind of world Bible shit. Yeah, so like that's where a lot of the information about like the cosmology, you know, comes from. Yeah, you know, and it's like like almost like a Bible. Like you get the hard ba- to read source book. You get the bagats in there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it is, it, uh, you know, and also like rules for how the elven language works and, you know, things like that. Uh, it is unreadable, <laughs> but it is not. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of not meant to be read either. 
So it's yeah, it's hard to hold that against it, but like it, it feels a little bit like the last refuge of a scoundrel when it comes to doing anything in this world. Like, ah, I was on footnote 45 of this page of the Silmarillion. Yeah, it, it's pri- primarily for boiling to get glue out of the binding in case you're in a, <laughs> a starvation scenario. Right. Um, he also worked with, uh, you know, with note, you know, those notes in the Silmarillion, notes from Tolkien, and then also input from Warner Brothers and Peter Jackson. Yes. Uh, who made the movies to make sure that the, you know, the choices would be in line with how the characters are depicted mm-hmm. and it would kind of feel of the movie since that did so much for raising awareness of uh, Lotar. <laughs> for, for, for raising awareness of hobbits. Yeah. Yes. Hobbit awareness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peter Jackson specifically steered them away from making a, uh, for making a movie adaptation, uh, which mm. I feel is wise. You know, like, don't yeah. set this during the Lord of the Rings, like this interesting 60 year period, you know, where, you know, uh, Sauron is not bound to his form as the eye above the tower, like where he is, mm-hmm. you know, amassing his power and, you know, messing around like it's it was a good decision to to kind of like focus on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> unfortunately, so the, I mentioned at the beginning, you know, this was a PS4, PC, Xbox one game. Uh, th- there is a PS3 and Xbox 360 version now. Uh, if it is still in print or being sold anywhere, people need to stop that. Uh, monolith outsourced mm-hmm. the development, uh, to, uh, kind of a farm lead team, uh, behavior interactive primarily did a lot of like license games, like bad license games, not Lord of the Rings license games. Um, and that port is panned for really cutting, you know, really ser- severely cutting back on the nemesis system, uh, simplifying it just because the, you know, they said, oh, that system is just too big, uh, for those, it, uh, for the, for, for those consoles to, uh, to take advantage of. Yeah, it changed it to where any orc that killed you got a shirt with your face on it. And that's it. Nothing else changed. Yeah. So they just got to walk around with a shirt with you with a big flowing yeah. face. I killed the grave walker and all I got was yeah. his t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the war chief just had the version that was, you know, smeared like Mar- the t-shirt Marge got. The Marge? Yeah, yeah, from the mall. They gave to me for half off because <laughs> uh, me, me and my girlfriend have been uh, whenever we need to, you know, jokingly express doubt mm-hmm. uh, to one another about something. We can reel into going like Homer uh, to each other <laughs> or when, when pockets doing something like Homer has become just kind of a, a generalized statement around this house. Nice. It's very fun. Very good. Um, <laughs> um, I love Marge. Yep. Um, there were two big controversies at the time of release of this. Um, first of all, Ubisoft employees accuse Monolith of lifting animation code from Assassin's Creed 2. Uh, mm-hmm. They deny this. Um, I don't know if this was ever solved. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's kind of just a he said, she, she said kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or they said, they said. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the second one, which is, you know, like this is confirmed that it happened and it's a really shitty thing for a company to do. Uh, Warner Brothers got penalized by the um, by the FCC or was it the FCC or the FTC? I doesn't matter. A federal agency. Well, the FCC. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes uh but they uh they required reviewers who they gave early access to to say positive things about the game uh uh i don't have a lot of nice things to say about total Bis- total biscuit so i will not say them um mm-hmm. you know passed away uh but one thing that he did do was blow the whistle on this and that is good for exposing that, uh, yeah. that practice 
doesn't that almost seem quaint? <laughs> like that, that's a, like it, this is you know 2014 right so like yeah, uh, yeah. the beginning of mainstream gamergate like i understand mm-hmm. the tendrils uh had started before that yeah but it's the fact that this happened during that time and i don't remember hearing about it uh from those chudlets yeah is amazing because this mm-hmm. is exactly the the bad shit uh-huh. you know yeah yeah um yeah ridiculous <laughs> i there are several pieces of dlc um i have not played these I wanted to dip um, they into came them, with my game, but yeah, but you can them. get them in the game of the year edition or whatever. Uh, yeah. Just because it ends up game's not already being, long enough. It, yeah, ended up not it's being as off. interested. Like I want to, I like if I'm going to do more of this, I want to have the upgraded Nemesis system in the uh, yeah. you know Shadow of War, right? Yeah, maybe maybe someday, but it is, you know, this game uh, is longer than usual for a WAF game. Yes, you know, yeah. uh, for us. Um, generally, uh, this game is reviewed pretty well. It's pretty well thought of, mm-hmm. you know, so eight plus out of 10, um, got lots of game of the year awards. Um, and it was one of the first games that justified the next generation of consoles. Uh, lots of orcs on screen. <laughs> yeah. And also that, the, that, that nemesis system, you're given an option. Yeah. You can get the same story without the system or play it with. And that was a compelling gameplay based reason to buy this more expensive piece of hardware. Yes. Uh, we've mentioned the sequel a few times. Uh, it's mm-hmm. called Shadow of War. came out in 2017. Um, that started out with a huge controversy because it was a games-as-service um, loot box nightmare mm-hmm. um, and overshadowed basically all of it. Uh, yeah. I remember when that came out, that's the only thing I heard, and it was mm-hmm. a bummer because I liked Shadow of Mordor. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they just patched all that stuff out. Good. Which, on one hand, like, very admirable. On the other hand, like, stop trying to tell me that you need to do this to make money. <laughs> if, like, if people complain about it enough, you just yeah. stop. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but it, it's apparently still fun, but the story is dumb, and it makes uh, Ringwraiths shitty, and Tolkien fans do not like it. But, yeah. Uh, that Mark Brown video made me really want to play it, because <laughs> it looks like a much more complicated orc management sim. I don't care if they make it so she loves a sexy titty lady. Um, I don't care. Imagine caring about Shelob. <laughs> like, I care about all this shit, man. Uh-huh. Like, it's like one of the only giant spiders I don't care about, but I can't be bothered. <laughs> like, I just, uh, <laughs> do my past the spider's curse just recite a Bible verse. <laughs> that shall um, not, yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I just, I can't, uh, I just have such a hard time caring about these specific, yeah, uh, fantasy things. And I'm not trying to say my fit, you know, the fantasy stuff I grew up with, I'm not, oh, the Belgariad is actually really cool. Like the Dragonlance <laughs> novels are higher literature. It's just something about this makes this seem, you know, those are fun movies, but I cannot care about this stuff that much. Yeah. Fun games too. Like, man, uh-huh. I, the, the, uh, beat em ups, the EA. Oh, love those things. They made, yeah. The GBA, uh, RPGs. I never played like, those. Like Were the, those good? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, well, by the, by, by the standards of, of yeah. younger. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but by the standards of 23 year old Gary. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe not now, but like uh-huh. at the time they were really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, it's a, it's a, it's a fun setting to hang around in and watch movies of that. I never want to read books of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, I, I'm fully ready to admit that it is because the derivative products got to me first and the, the derivative projects, uh, products refined it. They refined the sugars. Yes. And this is more, you know, more complex starch, a lot more uh, uh, kind of inscrutable nouns, uh, a lot less kind of like movement in the story. 
uh you yeah. know i think that uh, you know I- i'm willing to admit that like the dumber stuff got the to hobbit me. has 17 main characters <laughs> and right. like and, and like 20 songs yeah it, it's fucked up mm-hmm. i'm not gonna um, get the tom bombadil stands coming after me again okay yeah. i've, do- I've <laughs> dealt with that you can't get bombadil no, again yeah not <laughs> not not my pig not my farm okay yeah, uh, not going to Bombadil jail again. Uh, for people who don't know, Bombadil is a weird hippie uh, nature creature who sings a lot of songs. Yeah, and apparently is the most Tolkien. powerful being in the entire universe. Yeah, uh, weird, weird, weird. Yeah, DNA to that. Uh, named after a toy of Tolkien's, I believe. Like oh. he just had, he just had a, a, a doll named Tom Bombadil, and he wanted to write it into the story. Yeah, cool. cool. And, and I wanted it to write a lot of cool songs. Hey, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the song element of Lord of the Rings drives me fucking nuts. Yep. Um, it's like everyone's constantly singing. That's the singing God. and eating. Yeah. That, that, I mean, the, the the scene in The Hobbit where the dwarves break into Bilbo's house and it's yeah. it's just singing and eating for like, mm, <laughs> like an hour and a forever. half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as <laughs> as they throw sausages around. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, like lots of sausage tosses. And then the uh, the... <laughs> The Ralph Bakshi version at least has a catchy song, but it's uh-huh. also like weirdly hideous. Yeah. And they end up in the the Ralph Bakshi version have um, real life, like mo-capped actors in silhouette. They do all the war <laughs> scenes because they ran out of money. Yeah. Um, but those the songs in the uh, that version are funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's man. To get, songs. A, to get away from alienating uh, Hobbit heads out there. Uh, one thing that I think we could all agree on uh, is that uh, a thing that sucks is that uh, Monolith successfully filed a patent on the Nemesis system uh, this year, actually, like last month in February of 2021. Uh, that sucks. I want people to be able to do stuff with this. And I don't know that, like, you know, based on the way that Shadow of War ended, I don't know that Monolith is going to be doing any more with it. So let people yeah. let, let people do that. <laughs> people use it it's extra ironic that they basically just lifted the batman Mm -hmm. combat system you know and then just did this yeah you know it's like like i I mean ironic isn't the right word like it sucks it's it's shitty like you guys stole you know basically stole the system hypocritical would be the way i would say it yeah yeah lousy Mm -hmm. uh Thanks, everybody, for listening to this part. If you are hearing this, uh, that means you are on the public feed. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you listening. If you'd like to hear the rest of the episode and the rest of our premium episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Yes. Uh, as you are hearing this, I believe uh, if it's on the public feed, it is too late to write in with your thoughts on March's games. Uh, those being uh, 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 Trauma Center, Thematic Circle, mm-hmm. and this game. Uh, it is not too late to write in about April's games, uh, which are Divinity Original Sin, uh, Divinity two. Div- 2, yes, 2, importantly, um, Riven, the sequel to Mist, and Ratchet and Clank, Into the Nexus. The sequel to Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> One of Divinity the Original Sin, the sequel to the, origi- the sequel to Divinity Original Sin, Riven, the yeah. sequel to Mist, Ratchet and Clank, the sequel to the, fir- the earlier Ratchet and Clank games. <laughs> Yes, into the Nexus uh, for the PlayStation yeah. Three uh, is is uh, the one we're talking about. Uh, if you have thoughts about those, go to uh, duckfeed.tv/contact uh, and write in. The deadline for that will be uh, April the fifteenth. The most important thing you can do uh, on April the fifteenth. Yeah, <laughs> the one. If the government's not going to give us our stimulus, and I still can't even know when I'm going to get a vaccine, mm-hmm. I'm not going to fucking pay taxes. Come on, dudes. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. Just like, <laughs> what, what am I paying this for? Um, the, uh, yeah, so we appreciate you and we'll see you next week with the dispatch episode. Yes, we will.